0: I'm alive! You're
1: listening to Real Crime,
0: the Movie Sleep Podcast. We're going to scat that every time from here on out. Are we going to leave that in? Hell yeah. You're going to leave live. that in? It's, it's live! We're it's live! It's Memorex, y'all. Oh
2: my goodness, we are so alive today. My voice is totally shot. <laughs> it's I was alive, screaming my head off at band practice, and I got to. And normally, I don't do the band that I scream in uh, on this night. I do the band that I play the bass guitar in. So, yeah, I my voice isn't strained. So this is gonna be fun trying to get through this tonight without just.
0: You do playing. sound a little hoarse, actually. Yeah,
2: I, my yeah. I usually go home and rest after this, but no, I had to come here and work.
0: Yes, and
2: we're here for episode number fifty-six, dude. We Getting are ancient. There. We are ancient of real crime.
3: Just yeah, keep on climbing the real crime show.
1: Mmm,
0: <laughs> smothered in onions—it's so delicious. Mmm, mm. fifty-six and climbing.
2: You know, <laughs> fifty-six and climbing—I get better with age. <laughs> Chris, you look—I see some salve
0: on your face, dude. They can see me now. Yeah. They, they the proof is the proof is out there. Yeah, the
2: proof is out there. Miraculously though, Chris really kicked some major ass this week though, and he looks pretty good for all you guys out there, and I'm pointing at you guys right now, right? Yeah. Chris looks pretty good here. Um he really kicked some ass this week out on the streets, shaking down motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. For this week's news. Yeah? Chris, what do we have? Dude, we got like not much news this week, but <laughs> That's why you didn't get beat up. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> The amazing Spider-Man, or no, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, mm-hmm. is set to open to. They're saying a hundred million dollars in its first three days. Really, which is actually pretty great for a third, a third iteration of this character. Wow, really? Yeah, this is the third. We had this
3: is the third reboot, technically. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they're saying lowball, probably eighty to ninety, mm-hmm. but they're actually Sony is estimating a hundred million or more for the mm. weekend. Which is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Yay for them. And then second in the news, Despicable Me is going to hit globally $241 million. Dollars kidding me? In two weeks. Two weeks.
3: Twelve.
0: Yeah. I've not I've not seen any of them yet at least so. kick the thing shit that won't die right now yeah
3: yeah it just keeps reproducing itself yep. again and again
0: yep uh thirdly Edgar Wright said today that Sony is apparently trying to get him to make a sequel to baby driver which I say thumbs up you saw it? oh you dude saw it's great it good? it's great liam what do you think loved it yeah see it's great having somebody over liam, there.
2: we have an, an addition which you know this is a Vagina free night here tonight. Again. Um, again, it's boys' night here. Yeah, the last show. Uh. Oh my god. Was that you, Andrew? Holy <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Maintaining integrity in film. We are a real crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> vagina free night here tonight, as I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and Liam is over here watching he's the man. For all the people that... got Andrew, that stinks. I should punch <laughs> you in the fucking head for that. Um, for all, <laughs> now, that's it. Enough, enough of the lowbrow humor. We're all business the rest of the show. Okay? Uh, now, Liam's over here watching the camera. Uh, you don't see him, but we do. Actually, I see his beautiful legs. They that's all really I see. And they are nice. They're, <laughs> and they're really... They are sexy. They're hairy. But yes, they are. I am a sexy
3: Chewbacca.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Yeah, he's a sexy Chewbacca. Don't be a dirty Dude, Chewbacca.
0: We've got a Baba Booey now. we got a Baba we, we do. This is totally <laughs> awesome. Is, yes. This is getting Love better it. and better every week. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> what do you got? So uh, Close Encounters is apparently getting a re-release. re-release. And they they put out this awesome, awesome trailer really? yesterday. It was really, really cool. So A re-release. A re-release.
3: 40th anniversary. Okay,
0: not a reboot. Nope. A re-release, re-release, re-release. which is so much better. Thank you. I can you, exhale now. You cannot remake Close Encounters. No, you can't. No. You can't touch it. Leave it alone. Hollywood, and don't touch it. My last bit of news today is that um, Dunkirk is actually going to be the widest 70 millimeter release in the last 25 years. Yeah, I Andrew, heard that today. Yeah. yeah.
3: I I was going to see it in the Indiana State Theater because it has the 15 by 70 IMAX uh, 70 versus the standard 70. But then t- just today I learned that uh, the AMC Livonia and the the Forum 30 right where I live is mm-hmm. getting that in the uh, 70 millimeter standard 70 release.
0: I'm all about it. Mm. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. you know? They keep changing the formulas for the way they're releasing films, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think there's nothing greater than that. Mm -hmm. What I've been noticing lately is we're getting the 70-millimeter releases, some 35-millimeter releases again. We've got the Dolby Cinema now, which is all digital. But what I've been noticing, like, is I go to the theaters locally. Mm -hmm. These new things they're doing, it's really working. People mm -hmm. are going back to the theater. When I went to see Baby Driver, I saw it Monday night. Yeah. And the theater was half sold out. Yeah. And I keep reading about people that have seen the movie and it is sold out. Yeah. A little movie like that a few years ago might not have done that. I Mm -hmm. think
2: this goes back to a lot of what we talked about in the past on here. I mean, with media in general, music, movies, all these things, people are getting back, I think, to participating again, not just sitting in front of their computer downloading everything, whether Mm -hmm. legally or not legally. Mm -hmm. Um People are actually getting out there. I think people, yeah, people are tired of being cooped up.
3: It's you know, also, not to cut you no, off. Go on, no, you're not, It's you're, also sort of like how there's a resurgence in vinyl analog formats. It's well, sort yeah. of, There's a renewed interest in that over the very pure and pristine looking digital image.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just love it. It gets me interested again. I go to the, th- I mean, I've always gone to the theater. I never stop. But having these new ways to see stuff, mm-hmm. it's invigorating. Yeah, well, and th- mm.
2: I think that's what had to happen here with media in generals. You know, you just can't crap something out, throw it out there, and expect people to come in droves. Yeah, you got to make it special. Yeah,
3: one, one other thing too mm-hmm. is it's a testament to Christopher Nolan's cloud as a director, because any other director would just get the standard digital release, but. He says to Warner Brothers, I want it to have this big 70 millimeter rollout. We're going to spend all this extra money uh, equipping theaters and striking film prints to show it this way. And they agree to it. Any other director they probably would have said no.
0: Yeah. So releases this week. Mm-hmm spider-man homecoming which Mm -hmm. i will definitely see tomorrow night i'm Mm -hmm. planning on taking Mm -hmm. my kid to see that Mm -hmm. because i've heard nothing but good things about it Mm -hmm. and the other one for this week is a ghost story which i know there was a local screening for it but we didn't get to go Mm -hmm. looks pretty cool looks like a very like eccentric type horror movie from what i can tell correct
3: um atmospheric for sure sweet Uh
2: I mean, I was doing good a while back, and I got behind again now. So I have to get back to the theater, and I will be getting back to the theater. I still have to go see Transformers. I haven't done it yet. You have I, to. I, I, well, I want to. Okay. I want to. I know I've spoiled the crap out of myself already on YouTube <laughs> with reviews, but it's like I still want to go see it because you know we—I don't know—we slashed that movie or that series, that franchise. It deserves last it. Show. It deserves. It deserves. It. It. Oh, it totally does. But I, Terrible. You know, I'll check it out. I want to watch robots
0: fight. It's fun. One and three stick with those. Other than that, fuck those movies. Well, two
2: annoyed the piss out of me. Three yeah. annoyed. Them. I mean, one. I think we we all agreed last show was, yeah. One's the one that's really worth the worth a damn. The other ones yeah. are just they they get goofy and ridiculous.
0: Just garbage. However, Total part
2: garbage. two of the the devastator scene when the devastator came together that was pretty that was yeah. pretty rad. Visually, you can't beat them. But yeah, they're getting kind of sucky.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna do Michael Bay, stick with the Pain and Gain and the Thirteen Hours because that's. Yeah, I want more fun.
3: things like that. Yeah, things fine. that are modestly sized and uh, yeah, interesting, kind of offbeat and telling true stories because both of them are based on true stories. Mm-hmm. I and mean, Pain and Gain, you don't realize until the end of it that it's yeah. a very real version mm-hmm. of America's dumbest criminals, really. Yep. Um, and yeah, Thirteen Hours, I I thought that was pretty underrated. Deserved a bigger. Oh, I love, love that it.
2: movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was the only, only new releases? Ugh. Oh, my God. This <laughs> is what <laughs> Sleep Dep does to you. These are the only new releases this week, Chris. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nothing Slow else week. major coming out. Slow week. Slow week, but everybody's steering clear of the man in tights, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody's got to stay away from Spider-Man, so. Because mm-hmm. he might give you a disease. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked him
2: once. He's got the Spider-Aids.
0: <laughs> God
2: I thought we were gonna keep away from their low brow. We did the our lowbrow brow video bit. that
3: animated J.F. of Spider Man dancing around gays. I'm not gay. But I dance around in a gay, gay way. I'm not gay, no no way. But watching me dance will make you gay. I was gonna give you a tempo.
0: We've had like two to... musical things. Yeah we're, yeah, we're we've had yeah musical interiors. Two musical numbers tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna break Sometimes in the gonna dance before the end of the musicals
2: show. Musicals, <laughs> oh yeah, done. it's a good one too. Oh my
0: god, I'll I'll sit that one out. <laughs> so, suggested viewings for this week. Yeah, I, I just got to go with Baby Driver. I just I love that movie. I mean, John Hamm in that movie seriously yeah. is it's he was great on Mad Men, but seeing him play like this cold, calculated. You know, bank robber with a couple machine guns and his hair all slicked back and shit. Amazing. Mm-hmm. See the movie. So we should see it. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is great. Too. I'll take Amber to see it. Yeah. You guys will love it. Yeah, we probably love it.
3: Andrew. Um, episode 8 of Twin Peaks The Return is my suggested viewing, even um, though it's only an hour in length. It's uh, the for television, anyway, the visual, David Lynch's equivalent of the stargate sequence at the end of 2001 a space odyssey or the the creationism montage in Terrence Malick's the tree of life it's on that level as far as uh, uh, sort of a god's eye view with overwhelming visual effects and a implacable terror it's a difficult thing to describe it's one of those things better seen and experienced than trying to explain to others what it is just see it
2: yeah me, Scott. um, I needed to get something in the can for reviews this week. I've been trying to get back to that, and I decided to view today, um, Too Tough to Die, the, the tribute to Johnny Ramone. Which yeah, it's a fantastic documentary, it's a lot of live stuff,
0: and you love your Ramones, yeah, I'm so. a
2: Ramones nerd, um, and that's a tough one to get through. Um, not, I mean it's not tough. It's really fun to watch because there's a million amazing people that perform Ramon's songs on there at the live show they did. It was it was a tribute show for him, and it was right before he passed away, like literally two days before he passed away. Uh, but the, it is kind of tough to watch when you listen to some of these people talk about you know how much they love that man. You know and yeah. all this quirks and hilarity of who he is. So you know and that, and granted that's an eleven year old documentary now. It's relatively actually it's a it's. 13 years old it was filmed in 2004 um but it's something good to re- visit and revisit and keep you you know keep your pump primed yeah for the ramones because uh, no matter how i mean yeah there's only one really original no they're all gone now though there's only uh marky ramone and richie ramone who were not original members well there's there's cj ramone also who's still playing but not yeah. good records uh so yeah that's something i got to keep my my Pump-primed all the time for the Ramones, and that was fun to watch, so I'll be getting a review out for that this week. Coming at you!
0: Sweet. What are we going to talk about? Well, speaking of old school... Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. I've been excited about this since I was born. Eight? <laughs> <laughs> I was born. And it sounded like...
2: Is that what it sounded like? Yeah. Is it, you didn't launch out? No, I just dropped. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you came out like, like the xenomorph. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like the xenomorph in, in Alien 3 when my it just birth fell was,
0: out. My birth was actually much more exciting than Covenant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 alien
3: convent, nice yeah, convent. <laughs> alien Covif
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> alien
3: finger me. Oh, <laughs> alien. It should have been called Alien
0: Finger Me, David.
3: <laughs> I'll do the fingering <laughs> and you blow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we just turned it that into a actual porno We of dialogue in <laughs> the yeah. movie. We just it's turned the covenant into
2: a, a porno.
0: Oh man. Porno. Yeah. What was <laughs> that,
2: Liam? It was already a. True that. There was, well, we got to see the, no, uh, <laughs> Shaw was, like, nude, I guess. Yeah. She ripped apart. Yeah, but, you she, know. But she was nude. If you're
0: into <laughs> that.
2: What's that? You if say boobs. If you're into that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like eviscerated corpses. That's what I'm into, man.
3: So yeah. George Berkroyd style. 80s oh.
2: action. Oh, dude. This is our topic for tonight. Oh, I love it. And. Mm. Mm. Well let's as we always do before we get we dive into the meat of this stuff, we all we all I think I mean my impression, just to start this discussion off, now I guess it's because that was the eighties. I know for you and I, Chris, um, we grew up that was like our formative years. So Yeah. There those films I think really and you know, and the thing too to keep in mind is that and this it's frustrating for me. And I think it is for you guys, too, but there's a lot of cross genre stuff here, right? so i've have noticed we've cr- a couple of the films we they they kind of carry through from week to week here because they're crossing through genres. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and a couple on this list are gonna do that too. Um, uh, but I remember these films, especially the ones I made this list up here, these are the ones I think that left a real impression on me. And I think that's what the thing was is our the age we were at, Chris and I at least, uh, that's when our brains were still developing. so, these things easily left imprints on our our minds, and I know these. Are, I know you have a bunch of, that, Andrew. Also, well, I mean, along you wanted to add to this list, that may have done the same thing to you also too, right? So I think that's what makes, to me at least, eighties action. These big bombastic type films, bombastic type films, make them so special is that you know. They were campy as fuck, but they were beautiful, dude.
0: Oh, and they're still great. And they're still great to watch. Yeah. I mean, I still watch a lot of 80s action just because, again, it's what I grew up with. And it wasn't all the CGI. It was about the practical effects and the actual action that was taking place. Everything wasn't all CGI. Oh, we can add a million extra soldiers to the battlefield with a computer. It was, we actually did it. We it put those work. people there. You had to get extras for yeah. that.
3: Even if the effects didn't always work right or didn't look good, they still actually did them on site. yeah yeah. I think yeah. There's some stuff in Commando that we'll I, I want to talk about when we get into that topic. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: A lot <laughs> I mean, of effects that don't work in that movie. But no, I, and that's one see. thing. I think
2: that's the, 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 the fact that some of these films that we're going to talk about don't hold up. Yeah. Is what makes them cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Number one, that makes them a time capsule. Yeah, Number exactly. two, it just looks awesome, even if it looks shitty. It's it, yeah. it's because yeah, again, it's coming from that mindset, Andrew. I think where yeah, well, we need a whole soul field full of soldiers. Well, e- yeah, you can easily make that now. Right, t- type it in and you're done. Well, it's not that simple, I'm sure, but it's a lot easier than trying to assemble a thousand extras to make it look like you're having a war somewhere. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That takes coordination, that takes logistics, that takes work, takes direction. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You know, the orchestration will give you a nosebleed, I think. So, that's what I think when you come into these things with that mindset, knowing that this stuff was all done organically. Yes, that's what makes them cool. Yeah, super cool. So, 1980, back in 1980, um. Any which way you can. Yeah,
0: that's the one I threw down, yeah. which
2: fucking sweet, dude. I mean,
0: come on. You can't. Clint Eastwood,
2: you can't fuck with that well,
0: guy. Well, there's some great brawl scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the orangutan. Yeah. I mean, seriously. What was his name?
2: <laughs> I oh, um, right turn Clyde. Yeah, Clyde. Yeah, right turn Clyde. Um, the fighting scenes are fantastic in this movie. That's I think they, they look great. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Sexy as hell. He really was. It
1: was Clint Eastwood.
2: I, I got no problem saying that. Clint Eastwood's the man. I can watch anything he's ever in, and it blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, the film was just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a comedy basically. I mean, there's, yeah, there's some serious things that happen, but really, you know, you got the spiders. What was it the, the 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 biker gang? Yeah. Cruising right. around. You know, and, and they're getting screwed up left and right. And it's just it's madcap. It's goofy. Uh, but you have <clears throat> this badass, Philo Beto, um, who's a fighter, basically, right? I mean we're gonna talk about the whole plot. No. But it's just fun it it, it was a fun movie you could watch over and over again. And the thing about it, too, was it, I don't remember, really remember it being a very filthy movie. It wasn't really, like, an R-rated film.
0: No, it was just, it was, like, pretty clean humor. Yeah. And that was still at the point, you know, Clint Eastwood was really in his prime oh God, yeah. at that point. He was still making Dirty Harry movies, mm-hmm. but he was doing other stuff like this, too, Yeah, that kind of rode that fine line between comedy, humor, and action. Yeah. And that, this is a really, really good example of the 80s.
3: Mm I was just going to say as far as R-rated movies, my very first one is is actually a mixture of action and comedy and the musical, uh, of all things, is The Blues Brothers. Hell yeah! of an unusual choice for the list but at the same time not because the action stunts in that film are staggering. Hell yeah! I mean,
2: really, at its core, it's a musical. It really is a musical. I agree 100%. And I did throw it on this list because it does have some of the most and and if you watch the bonus material for that movie, and I have the and they talk about that the, the chase scenes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I forgot who's, who was talking about it, but he said if you look if you look at the movie, those cars are dancing. Yeah, and The
3: cars are dancing. Literally, again, it comes down to choreography. Yeah, you there know? you
2: go. Right, and that was all done. That was
3: all done for real. You know, yeah. that and was amazing stunts. Oh yeah, all the cars just piling on top of each other, almost forming like a tower of cars.
2: Oh my god.
3: Yeah, I've I'm always under... loved you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, love that scene. I hate Illinois Nazis.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome movie.
2: That uh, I mean, just... some of the I mean, it's so unforgettable. The performances are so unforgettable on that Ooh. Belushi and Aykroyd. Um, I, we've talked about the Blues Brothers before here, and I mean, I love the darkness of those characters. That, you know, as far as just how they, the sunglasses never come off, right? Um, they wear the same outfits. There's just that mysterious, evil, criminal quality about them that's very apparent, but they're hilarious. There's yeah. just that juxtaposition, which is beautiful.
3: And the
0: teamwork is just flawless between yeah. them.
1: Yeah.
3: It just was, those, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I going to say that's that was right. one of the last uh, great movies of John Landis's career before. Uh, mm. I mean, he did do Coming to America, but this was just before the infamous Twilight Zone tragedy, which put the kibosh on his really over the top stunts but if that didn't happen you probably would have seen more things like the blues brothers just death defying stunts of cars just you know almost like forming mm-hmm. towers like spider ants crawling on top of each other it's mm-hmm. it's a really bizarre uh image even more insane that he actually did it
2: yeah i just love like when they <clears throat> the building is leveled yeah and you have a pile of rubble and you just see these hands just kind of yep come up Hey, it's that nine o'clock. Love, like nothing yeah, happened. Yeah. It's nine o'clock. We gotta go to work. I mean, it's like that. I can watch that over and over again and just die laughing. It's so ridiculous and so funny. That's a classic. But that's what made you know. This is this. this, this that's the eighties action element though. Is these really ridiculous scenes? It's like that. They never would have survived that. Never. Mm. No. Here they are. But they're on a mission from God. So that's why they they were able to persevere through the film. I'm on a mission
0: from God to say that the Empire Strikes Back is the next pick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that that really does cross that line of action, sci sci fi, fantasy. Yeah. But come on. Seriously, I mean, like that lightsaber battle at the end between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, like you can take all that shit from the prequels of those highly choreographed lightsaber scenes. Yeah. They're overdone. I love those slow-paced lightsaber scenes between Luke and Darth Vader. That's the best shit ever. Well, the lightsabers
2: also didn't—they're—they're they're not digital. They're so real. they have like that—that—that that, that jitter about them. Mm-hmm. That—that's what used to really blow my mind with you know the you know the original Star Wars. Let's say yeah. um, was just yeah, it's not perfect looking. It's it's imperfect. It's flawed a little bit. Uh, But then when the sounds, when you hear them come together and the sounds and when they're rubbing against each other and all that, those beautiful, that beautiful foley they used on that.
0: I like when you say that.
2: (laughs) You get me on a fucking roll and then you just fucking take the wind uh, out of my sails. I had to. Um, Yeah. I mean, what is there? I mean, what cannot be? (laughs) (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. Well, I was
3: going to just pretty cool movie. um, I guess.
2: It's all right. Saw it once or twice. Go ahead, Andrew.
3: (laughs) I was just going to say that uh, one other thing about Empire Strikes Back that makes it that much harder of an action movie is how it looks. It has a cooler, chillier look to it than the other films do. Not just because it begins in the ice planet of Hoth, but it was shot by uh, eventually David Cronenberg's cinematographer, Peter Suchitsky, I think is how you pronounce his name. And Cronenberg's films have a very sterile. sort of indifferent look to them right, right. and I yeah, thought yeah. that made uh, that made Empire Strikes Back that much more distant because some of those wide shots like at the end of the lightsaber battle mm. when on the tower pier it has it oh, has kind dude. of a god's eye chilliness to it yeah yeah
0: that scene when Luke is, like, dangling on the weather vane at the bottom, mm-hmm. its there's so much desperation in that scene. Like, yeah. You're like, are they going to kill the hero? Is the hero going to die? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he doesn't. No. But that whole end of The Empire Strikes Back, I mean, that that honestly has to go down as one of the best cinematic things ever. Yeah. Just ever. Ever, yeah. ever. 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 Flash. So. Ah! <laughs> yeah
2: flash gordon one of my absolute favorite yeah action films of all
0: time <laughs> i love it dude it's so bad but it's so it's good it's so beautiful looking it's so colorful i love the Hawkmen. i they fucking crack me they out, rule dude. yeah yeah
3: that's next one Saito, isn't it well he was ming mm-hmm. he played ming
0: but the Hawkmen. yeah in the end that had
3: the big yeah, giant fake big, wings fake. on that you know are
0: fake. Yeah. You know, when they're flying, it looks heart- it it looks, looks terrible, terrible. It looks horrendous. It's awesome because it looks so
2: it's bad. Fucking, that movie is so much fun to watch.
3: And the Queen soundtrack is...
2: It's killer. Oh. I mean,
3: it makes it... It jams. Uh, what's the one looking for? Timeless? Yeah. Because yeah. anytime anyone goes Flash, uh, they, they, they yeah. know what they're going for. You yeah. immediately know. You know
2: exactly what it is. Uh, there's just so many scenes in that movie that are imprinted on my is I watched it so many times growing up and like the scene with the like that monster you have to stick your arm in the no, friggin it's just, tree yeah yeah that's like that's tough to watch like that scared the crap out of yeah. me like, oh my god that's like the worst thing ever I wouldn't and, want to stick my and hand. Then,
0: and that's why I kept watching it over and over and over again because there are those cool sequences yeah, yeah. um Oh man, this chick's really making me hot. <laughs>
2: hey, what? No, no, no. I mean, there's all that, there was a lot of like little funny things too, like that. There was comedy relief in the film. Um, such a beautiful, colorful, and that's really, you know, when I think of the '80s, that's another element that I think of too. Is just is the color. There was just it was it was so natural, like we said, and so organic looking. Those colors just seem to just blow out at you, right? I know. Okay, go ahead and jump when, all over that
0: one. No, but when he's on the <laughs> when he's in the ship. Yeah. with the princess and mm-hmm. they're like flying in that ship and there's all that trippy pink and purple yeah, and man. blue it's clouds beautiful. and they've got that awesome like synthy score mm-hmm. with like the dreamlike yeah. shit playing it's it's awesome it's cool it just looks so
2: beautiful it's, it's all that's you know that was all practical effects so yeah that's what makes it look i think that's what gives it that look though you can't get that with digital you can't do it no I don't think you can at least. I don't. I don't see that now, and that's not because I'm some old
0: man or I got my
2: lawn, but it's it don't <laughs> look that way anymore. It looks like a cartoon now, unless like yeah, it does.
3: actual choreography. Yeah. And...
2: Um, Smokey and the Bandit 2. Smokey the Bandit. The original Smokey the Bandit was like 1978. I think so. 1978. I could be wrong, uh, but it was pre 1980s. So unfortunately, we can't mention that one. Um, and God, man, you know what? I'm a totally t- like. Be honest about this. I've seen all those movies a million times. Um, you just watch them for car chases. The same thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Bert Reynolds. Smokey the and the Bandit.
0: Burn. Cannonball Run to The original
2: music. Smokey and the Bandit had Sally Fields, I think. Yes. And her prime. Yes. Oh, dear God in heaven. Those, <laughs> those skid tight <laughs> jeans. Uh. Oh, boy. Sally yeah, Fields. Burt
0: Reynolds in his prime, too. Well, yeah. yeah, That, yeah, that mustache. That and mustache. That cowboy hat.
2: Sally Fields <laughs> was, I mean, I think Sally Fields, she's always been, I think, revered as one of them beautiful actresses. Yeah. I don't think she was ever like, you know, oh, super hottie right there. But I mean, I thought she was beautiful growing up. and like, especially She was like a very organic
0: looking. Yeah, she was hot. She was beautiful.
2: Though. Yeah. But that was the original sort of
3: one. Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Looking woman of the mm-hmm. hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both actresses of the 70s.
2: Smokey and the Bandit, too. I mean, the epitome of 80s action, I think, also, you know, for the car chase type stuff, the trucker things, you know, that's what got me into like CBs when I was a kid, was watching Smokey and the Bandit because I wanted to get on the CB and talk like those, hey, low boy, come on over here and get up on my back. Yeah. I mean, that's what got me interested in getting on CBs and talking. It was, and it was because of the Smokey and the Bandit films. I thought they were fascinating. And yeah, just the, the, the chase scenes
0: you know whoever would have thought watching cars chase each other would be so exciting but it is well because that was kind of one of those eras where you could do a lot of that it wasn't overdone yeah yeah now it is Mm -hmm. so i don't think we're gonna get through this whole list we gotta move quicker here so we're
2: gonna have to we gotta mention the cannonball rod which you mentioned briefly a second yeah i think speaking of color yes just for a second, the cannonball runs another oh, one of yeah. those. yeah, for sure. Colorful. How, how you could, speaking of coordination and direction and orchestration, to get all those people to be in that, I mean, I know they weren't all there at the same time, but to be able to make that work to get that many stars for that era, they mm-hmm. were all the top of the heap right mm-hmm. for that film that's what's always blown my mind about the cannonball run was just that like all of them amazing stars um and uh, and and the beautiful colorful characters they all played too right you know the uh Sammy Davis Jr and the preacher and the ferrari you know small sm all you know I,
0: the I mean, comedy in those in that movie hysterical. is hysterical awesome. <laughs> but i remember my mom didn't want me to see it she thought oh, i was too a, young cuz i was like 8 you know 7 8 years old when that came out yeah so
2: well, there was uh, Dia... What's her name? Um, oh, my God. I can't...
0: Adriana her. Adriana
3: Barbell. Bobo, <laughs> Bobo's. Bobo's. Um, and the Lamborghini. Yes. So, I wasn't born yet when this movie came out, but I was seven or eight when uh, mm. my mom was going through the drive through at uh, McDonald's, <laughs> and you could still get VHS tapes with a Happy Meal. It was a thing then. And, uh, oh God, like, Mr. Mom was one of them. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that was the first one I got. And the second one I got was the first time I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. Holy shit. Far out. It was the very first time I saw it was through a VHS tape that I cut from McDonald's. Yeah.
2: That's so weird. That's I don't even cool, remember that. I don't that. remember that either. I honestly it, never got a VHS tape from McDonald's.
3: The quality it, had to have been amazing. Very <laughs> short lived thing. It was a standard play tape. It was a you know studio reference tape. Yeah. And uh, other other uh uh, not theater chains, other fast food chains in the area like uh, Burger King were doing it too. Like they were yeah. putting out uh, so weird. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS tapes. with. I want to
0: go to a fast food restaurant that gives out porn DVDs. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you go to
0: Hardee's
2: to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Hardee's thing. Extra. 81, 81 was a really cool year. We mentioned Cannibal Run, Escape from New York, another classic.
0: Um, I mean, that one is hands down. That's probably one of John Carpenter's best movies. Hell yeah. Right? I mean, that and ha- yeah. the original Halloween.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that then The Thing are my, probably my top two. Yeah.
0: Um, Mad
2: Max, The Road Warrior. Um, really kind of made me rethink of how, as far as, well, I mean, obviously this is post-apocalyptic, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, when that movie originally came out, nothing looked like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever saw a movie that looked that way. And, I mean, really, the story went that they literally just they they used junk vehicles and mm-hmm. made made those vehicles look the way they did. They just kind of gave them that look. Um,
3: what was interesting about it a, was it was technically supposed to be a sequel to Mad Max. And yeah. It, it, the DVD Blu-ray, when the titles come up, says Mad Max 2. But mm-hmm. not too many people saw the original Mad Max in America. It was mostly an Australian thing. So, yeah. Uh, they thought let's change the title and see if that uh, you know generates more interest as in a standalone movie rather than oh, you need to see part one in order to get through part two so yeah, people went and saw it as its own thing and it it took off and then people associated with the technical sequel to Mad Max yeah,
2: yeah I mean speaking of chases, holy crap
0: which one are we on now
2: Mad Max the Road Warrior
0: Oh God dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was. I'm saying, '81 was one hell of a year. I mean, just these four films we have lined up here it, that made
3: that that made up '81 right there. There's some pretty death-defying stunts in that movie, and real injuries caught on camera. Like oh yeah, a, a man's leg being broken like right in front of the camera in Ooh. one shot.
0: That was the first rape scene that I ever saw. My mm-hmm. dad had oh. forgotten about that, and I watched that movie. Like, when it first came out, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I had never seen anything like that before. Yeah, really. So, that was really, really shocking. And I remember the other thing that was shocking was that women were being dispatched like nothing during that final chase scene in mm. the Road Warrior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was really shocking to me, too, to see, you know, these women fighting mm-hmm. with their weapons and being killed. Yeah. It was really kind of eye-opening, you know.
2: Well, yeah. I mean that this was still a time where, yeah, the the action thing was men. I mean, it's changed now, and I'm I think that's for the better too.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. But
2: this was still at a time where, yeah, it was mainly you know men in front of the camera mm-hmm. getting killed or shooting guns or whatnot.
3: I think the horror genre really uh, was a helping hand in, right. in that transition. Yeah. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, there's another one Holy with a strong shit. Female action hero. Yeah, Marion. Yeah. Yeah. She takes up the the canon and uh, saves yeah. Cindy's life more than uh, once or twice.
0: Yup.
2: This movie, I really think when it came out, and it, you know, I think all of us saw this in the theater. I know you and yeah. I probably saw I mean, yeah. it. Yeah. This was a game changer, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I never saw anything this insane. And for the time. Yeah. Right? I mean, just the just the opening sequence, like the first five or ten minutes.
0: There is not an there there is not another action sequence that is more iconic than that opening sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't think there is. Mm. I think that is probably it's got to be in the top five most iconic action scenes of all time. Yeah. Yes. Easily. Definitely, definitely. Easily. I
2: mean, you don't really get a chance to like warm up.
0: Yeah. No, I mean,
2: you just throws you right it, it, into it. it. You know, that, that sort of really took me by surprise when I was younger, too. We, what little films I saw before that. I mean, I saw plenty, but, you know, there was always a buildup. Yeah. You know, before you got to the act. But this was, like, right into it.
0: I remember, um, you know, Empire had just been out the year before. We had not really heard of Raiders. There was not a big... Marketing push for this movie, they just kind of threw it out there.
3: It just appeared. It just appeared,
0: mm-hmm. and I remember we were at my aunt's house having dinner, and she was like, "Oh, we saw this movie last night, Raiders of Lost Ark." It's got Harrison Ford in it. And I was like, "Han Solo, yeah." yeah. And yeah. we like left her house and went to go see it that night. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like blown away. Like I've never seen anything like that before.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was
0: a game changer. You know? Yeah,
2: it was. It really was. I mean, it just changed the way. And I, I played that Atari game so many times, too. Right? A, that horrible, horrible the, game. But Much I like it.
3: Star Wars, it had a, a really iconic John Williams score, too. I mean, that theme, you immediately know Indiana Jones. Yeah. And, and also Han Solo, Indiana Jones. It's another, another role for Harrison Ford to explore a different character, but also carry over a lot of the swagger yeah, yeah. that he had with Han Solo.
2: Yeah. God, what a what a beautiful movie! Awesome, movie. what a beautiful movie! Yeah, I can watch that over and over and over again. Uh, Eighty two, we're <laughs> not going to make this, man. We got to, yeah. Okay, we're we skip, we're skipping down here a little bit. Yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, uh, they on. drew first blood, not me.
2: Well, can yeah. I, yeah. I? Can I, We please blood. mention
3: Conan the Barbarian real quick. Yeah,
0: because Conan the Barbarian was actually a really good.
3: I love that movie. movie. I John, love that movie. John Milius directed that, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Of uh, Dillinger, which is I still prefer that to Public Enemies. Yeah. More, more on that later.
2: Um, Conan the Barbarian. Some of the most distor- one of the most disturbing things I saw when I was a kid was that yeah, when they put the mask on them, yes, That mask would turn you into like just this superhuman beast. Um, and that really kind of tripped me. Like, uh, what the hell's in that mask that makes you do that? That really kind of disturbed me and made me very curious as a child. Uh, but man, what a cool looking <laughs> flick! You know, it it was, is. You know the the the
3: the. the, the oh my God, we the all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist.
2: My first roommate, growing up, was obsessed with that movie, and he was a bodybuilder and a, he, he fought in tough man competitions. He actually owned two ferrets. And they lived in our apartment. We lived in together. And he would walk around the apartment in his little tidy whities yeah, carrying his ferrets, just like fucking Beastmaster. <laughs> he was obsessed with that movie, dude. I was like, oh my god, used to
0: screw Koto Is- and Poto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how many times I saw the <laughs> Beastmaster. That was on HBO, like on repeat, because during the '80s, HBO would pick. Like these 25 movies, oh my that God, just yeah. continue I, revolving. You know what and what was like, you know Beastmaster's on again.
2: I screwed up and said beast.
0: Yeah, oh you were talking God. about Conan, but
3: it's all good.
0: What, are you, what year was Beastmaster, though? That was, I think, 83, 84. It was right in the same area. I can't believe I just did that to myself. That was
3: I am so sorry. Don Coscarelli movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Otep sorry, guys. Phantasm <laughs> being his... Uh, uh,
2: somebody look up what sorry Andrew What somebody look up what your Beastmaster was because I totally just dropped
0: I just totally shit the bed on this here, thing I'll tell big you. time I can tell you right now because
2: we can talk about Conan too You I mean, know uh, uh, 1982 or okay. same year okay.
0: yeah hey. how did I miss that I don't know man you tell me yo but yeah that was
2: uh, alright well Schwarzenegger Conan the Barbarian whatever okay, the, all the same
0: let's yeah, move really. on to Beastmaster was way cooler let's move on to First Blood
3: they drew first blood not me
0: that movie still to this day yeah i watched the first blood movies with my kids with bethany and connor last year and they mm-hmm. love first blood that movie still holds up to this day yeah because it, it's action but there's a real good core it's story it's there
3: it's a ptsd story yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, also a comment on how uh, Vietnam veterans would come back to nothing—they would no jobs, no respect, and just drifting from one town to the next. And and I mean, they did give a little too much uh, insight into his his trauma, but at the same time, once it really took off, you could you could understand what was driving him through all of that.
0: His yeah. whole psyche and how damaged he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Brian Dennehy was a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just a total dick <laughs> well he deserved what he got yeah you yeah. know he should have gotten much worse mm-hmm. i'm still glad they cut the original ending though
3: because yeah. that
0: ending was a little too dark
3: where he actually does kill himself at the end yeah oh he in, does
0: in the original cut of first blood, i didn't know that rambo it, kills himself at the end oh yeah, wow they actually yeah.
3: shot it and it's in the bonus features
0: holy crap but they decided that <laughs> da, 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 was better Oh well, yeah! Third musical number tonight, bitches. <laughs>
3: it's all musical all the time. Yeah, <laughs> if they did that, you wouldn't have a, a first Blood Part Two or uh, the new Rambo, the fourth one. That mm. fourth one was so good. Yeah,
0: I love that movie. Yeah. Well, Beastmaster is my favorite movie in '82. I'm yeah? gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm standing by that. That movie uh, was
3: the shit. Uh, For me, it's somewhere between uh, John Carpenter's The Thing or Pink Floyd The Wall. One of those two. Yeah. Well, you know, what about Tron? E.P. came out that year also. Tron. Tron. Tron.
2: Different kind of action. Yeah. Totally different kind of action. For sure. Right? For sure. Um, I love the original Tron. I I love the technical aspects of the film. I've studied that movie um, just because, you know, I'm a computer nerd, so... um, that was about, that really was, if you get into the core of it, that really was about the war that goes on, and it still goes on today um, in a computing environment, as far as you know, how you manage it, how you how, well, how you manage it, more or less. It was um, one of
3: the earliest adopters of CGI for a yeah. mainstream mm-hmm. film. Yeah. And it was also a 70 millimeter movie, so the vistas, even the visual effects, despite being aged CGI, still hold up really well from how they were Wow, they were printed on film.
2: No, that movie looks so unique. I, mean, and I really think of it. Mean, there's no movie that ever looked like Tron.
3: No, there isn't. Nothing. There nothing still there. isn't.
2: No, there isn't. I mean, Legacy looked really good, but they, just that organic look again yep. from that era, it yeah. looked so unique. You I can't mean, And either. you're trying to be high tech now, really high tech. Right, you're trying to be right. inside of a
3: computer. Really oddly rotoscoped look to it, like the way the actors' faces looked, sort of mm-hmm. black and white with the the... Neon colors mm-hmm. uh, printed on their bodies.
2: Yeah. 83 was kind of a slow year,
3: at least for me.
0: Well, yeah. What do we got? Smoking the Bandit. Stroker Ace was fun. It was, it
3: was Stroke slow race was coming out of the birth canal for me that year.
0: You son of a bitch. You kids the <laughs> Kids. <days>. Yeah, children.
2: <laughs> Stroker race was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching that. Yeah, that, that was, was a, that fun, was a movie. Funny, fun movie. Fun uh, movie. Uh, yeah, Smoking the Bandit 3 came out.
0: Moving along. Sudden Impact.
2: Sudden Impact is good.
0: That is Fucking awesome. There's so many quotable lines from yeah. Sudden Impact. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it's like a great, great, dirty, hairy movie. No. But. Those are
2: those four,
0: you know, the the, the, the the lines in that movie, the, you know, go ahead. Yeah. You know, M- make, make my make day. day. You know. Yeah. That shit. Like. What you got to do, punk? Yeah. You can still quote it. Yeah. Today. It's, and it, it works.
2: Yeah, Clint Eastwood, again, that was him at, in his prime. Uh, in that genre, you know Harry Callahan. That was, yeah, that was, you know, yeah. That that character, you know, it's tough for me to find a favorite Clint Eastwood character, but that one's way up there. And yeah, Sudden Impact's one. Of, you know, one of the finest. Yeah,
3: Scarface came out in 1983.
2: Did I miss that? But that I mean, does that consider 80s action though? I would say that's more
0: There's action But I would consider that More of like a crime epic
3: mm, A drama A drama Than an yeah. action film Yeah, yeah. It oh, does have some Pretty intense shootouts Hell yeah The last, that, scene, the last Yeah sequel. that final
0: scene Is awesome Of course they had to Change that in the video game well, the That fucking, he survived that The fucking <laughs> chainsaw Dude, There's no surviving that no. no No The
3: fucking
2: chainsaw scene That's pretty hard That was one of the most Disturbing things We yeah. ever saw When we yep. were kids We talked about that
3: in, Incessantly Oh my god did You see the chainsaw going on his head And 1983 Was Return of the
0: Jedi yeah <laughs> Scott everybody were sorry Scott must have had something happen in his brain but he forgot return to the Jedi
2: <laughs> I didn't forget it <laughs> hey, fuck all you people too I know yeah. you're laughing right now Utah. and that's what you get yep yeah <laughs> all right okay return of the Jedi oh, she 83 <laughs> <laughs> okay. that is awesome <laughs> I, know, I can't do it. But yeah,
0: keep going. No. The rest of the show is the Andrew doing friggin' no. doing Jabba the Hutt. Stop it. No, no more Jabba. <laughs> I want to hear more. I want to hear more.
2: Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> um, yeah, Return of the Jedi.
0: Animal. Not as good as Empire. No, but you know, it's got some great scenes. Boba Fett dies like a bitch. <sighs>
3: Those uh, scenes where they're on the speeders in the woods are pretty intense. Those are pretty cool. Super intense, man. Um, And
0: um, that final Death Star battle scene in that movie is really, really cool. A lot of people complain about Star Wars continuing to bring the Death Star into it every time. But this was totally different than in A New Hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, they actually enter the Death Star and blow it up from Mm -hmm. the interior, which I thought... That's a cool twist. at least they didn't do the exact same thing, yeah,
3: um, I also thought the drama between uh, uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and that final lightsaber battle had a lot of dramatic tension to it. yeah that uh, lent itself to the uh, the excitement of the action and in, in their battle,
0: yeah.
2: So Love I it. totally dropped the ball in Return of the Jedi. That's so all right. I'm competing for that. I, yep. that, that's pretty bad.
0: We're gonna have to have like some kind of like jar down here where when Sorry. Scott forgets a movie, he has to like put ten dollars in the jar.
3: Kiss my ass! I don't see you guys being a list. Fuck all you guys! Son, <laughs> Whenever right? Private Pile fucks up, I will not punish him. I will punish all of you.
0: <laughs> Let's just run through a couple of these ones from '84: yeah, Beverly that's Hills fine. Cop, uh, Cannonball Run,
2: Ghostbusters. Come on, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Ghostbusters was another
2: a- colorful, beautiful. Like really. Yeah. The characters, everything was just so colorful in that
3: movie. Action comedy.
2: Temple of Doom. Did you mention Temple of Doom? My least favorite in the franchise, honestly. Uh, Over really? Crystal Skull? Like your least favorite? Like you liked Crystal Skull better than Temple of Doom? I liked the concept of Crystal Skull okay. better. It was not, I mean, uh, yeah, it wasn't a better film. It was kind of shitty actually. Spring but- back to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Gukti daily galima.
2: He's <laughs> off the rails. Yes. <laughs> um, the That's Terminator, come on. Bring
0: back to us. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminator You can't touch that movie. I remember that The Terminator came out and a lot of people don't realize this, but when the Terminator came out, it was not well received. A lot of people despised that movie. It's a classic now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like,
0: I remember my brother and his friends went to go see The Terminator at Macomb Mall the night it opened. Because they were like, oh, Schwarzenegger's in this awesome new action sci-fi flick from yeah. the future yeah. mm-hmm. playing a robot. Yeah. And they went to go see it. And they actually walked out of the theater. because what? Because th- they thought it was so bad. And they thought the effects were so bad. And it was so cheesy at the time. Now... Is considered a classic yeah but yeah. I remember when it first came out it got nailed hard and I don't think it did very well either at yeah. the box, office. The box I thought, office
3: actually I thought I read it did do pretty well at did the it? box office against its budget um, I mean it was something like five million to produce and right it, it took in well over that against the budget and of fuck course, that
2: movie anyways who cares
3: And of course launched the career of James Cameron one of the yeah. top directors yeah. of uh, action directors of the 1980s. Yeah. We'll get to his 1986 movie in a little while.
0: Missing in Action was... Did I miss that? Well, yeah. Wait, missing in Action. It's in yeah. here, yeah. That's a pretty good movie, too. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a great Chuck... Yeah, I mean, for a Chuck Norris movie, Hell it was pretty yeah. damn well, good. He yeah. hasn't made very many good movies, but... You Everything know.
2: Chuck Norris touched was pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> Especially I'm, I'm, his beard. I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah. Yeah chuck Norris rules people. i don't care i love missing in action
0: 1985 commando let's give, let's give andrew the floor on commando because he had some interesting things to say about andrew commando. the floor is
3: yours sir oh just that. um it's one of those movies where i mean overtly <laughs> i feel it's a comedy it's it's freaking hilarious um that is that of,
2: is to get to the chopper line isn't it
3: no that's predator that's, that's a predator, predator. yeah and he Do repeats the, the line "I'll be back" in it, but it's got some other ones like "Don't disturb my friend." He's dead tired. Uh-huh. And uh, but you
0: said you'd kill me last. I, I lied. lied.
3: <laughs> Stick around. Stick around. <laughs> that was that's also Predator. Is it? Oh, is that's that right.
0: Oh no, let off some steam.
3: Let off some steam, Bennett.
0: <laughs> Dude, he is so. And that, what was the guy's name? The bad guy. Uh, Bennett, but I can't remember who played. What's his name? Oh, sucks. I interviewed him a while ago. Coolest dude ever. He's mm-hmm.
3: also the villain in uh, The Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like Freddie Mercury in Commando. Yeah.
0: <sighs> Commando is so fun, though. I saw yeah, that up north fun. with my dad. We went and got pizza at Pizza Hut, and then we went to go see Commando at the little shitty, like, theater in town. It was awesome. Mm. Especially when they roll the car, and then they tilt the car back over, and there's no dents on it whatsoever when it drives <laughs> away. Yeah, that's the
3: thing. If you watch really closely during that sequence, in between shots, the car goes from being dented to undented, dented yeah. to undented. It's like it fixes itself yeah. in between shots. And also later still when he explodes the the buildings at the end when he's you know storming the base they're supposed to be these dummies of soldiers that I'm assuming are supposed to be flying through the right, air, blown right. up, Yeah, and the explosion goes off, and they're still stuck in the stakes. So it's just these dummies yeah. being held held in the air by uh, <laughs> by these poles it's while this explosion is going on. It's a really, really ridiculous-looking uh, effect that didn't go as planned, but they left it in the movie. Alyssa Milano was great in that movie, though, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, right Chong. Dude, she was
0: seven. Come on.
3: Mm.
2: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. She grew into a very beautiful young woman, though. Yes, she did. Um, who who run town? I had to do I didn't want to do that this whole fucking night. Who run town?
0: Master, Master Blaster. Master Blaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Louder. Master Blaster. <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Um... The hype machine was in full turn, ah, in this boy, one. did they fuck that movie! They up. They fucked that up royally, but it was fun. It you was know, fun to watch. Uh,
0: there, Beyond Thunderdome is like Full Metal Jacket in a lot of ways. Like I always discuss the two, like a movie that has two movies within it. That whole beginning of Beyond Thunderdome is. Awesome. Yeah. When he's in Bartertown and he fights Master Blaster and there's all that crazy shit going on with Tina Turner wearing the crazy ass silver shit and the fucking big earrings, like I love her. That's she's great in yeah. that role. But when he gets sent out into the desert, yeah, the movie just falls off a cliff. From there on out, I don't. Care. Yeah, and like that's the one. Anything where,
2: that happens in the movie, they be, get they find a little airplane and they fly away. And yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
3: that's weird. Uh, uh, George Miller's uh, producer either had committed suicide or passed on, and yes, uh, they brought in another director to help him uh, assist with the production. And he said that he just needed something to keep working because it was he was grieving and needed something to keep going. Yeah, so I think that really affected the. The outcome of the picture it would have been something different if it were just yeah. him directing another movie and not having this personal crisis going on as he was making it.
2: I want to go to '86
3: because we, yeah. we're running out of time here. Uh, back to we're the good. Future was '85, though, wasn't it? Was
2: there Back to the Back to the Future yeah. Was
1: '85?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, guys, beat me up again. I don't care. <laughs> Fine.
0: Somebody get the sawed off. And I cranked this list. I've had 30. I have literally
2: know. ten they minutes talk. to make this list. Fuck you guys again! I don't see you making lists.
3: Is the Goonies '80s
2: action? Holy crap!
0: <laughs> no,
3: it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Let's move on. Okay.
2: What year was it? What? Well, no, fuck you. What year was Goonies? I think
3: Goonies
0: is '84. I'm pretty positive. It was the Goonies 85. ruled. Hell yeah! Rocky ruled. Also from '85 though, <laughs> we do have First Blood Part Two, yeah. which that is a really it's one of those sequels It's really good. Yeah,
2: very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Rambo 3, not so much, but when he becomes a superhero in Rambo 3, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He like, takes out the whole Afghan army by himself. Like, okay, dude. But, it's getting yeah. a little ridiculous. First Blood Part 2, it was really kind of cool to see him get put back into the environment from which he came, mm-hmm. and he has to overcome it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's It's really cool. I love that movie. Can we go to 86 now?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. Yeah. Movie tastes so good. What a great flick. It tastes good. Why does it taste good, I don't Chris? know. Like it's a great movie. It tastes great, good. It's a, it's a mighty good. Yeah. Good,
3: yeah. good. Good for you. One me. of my favorite... Mmm,
2: de- <laughs> <laughs> good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Feel good. Feel mm. real real good. good. Real good. Tastes real good. Mighty good.
3: <laughs> mighty good. Good for you. Good for you. And good for me. Good, good for me. me. My court. court, the songs of again. bitches.
2: I don't know what I've been told.
0: <laughs> Eskimo five. pussy is mighty cold. <laughs> oh God!
2: <laughs> Mama and Papa are laying in bed.
3: i rolled over this. while she said? <laughs> Give me some. Give me some. Give <laughs> yourself. Give me some.
0: Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Calm down. <laughs> I'm all excited now. <laughs> you guys are gonna be okay.
2: Uh, all b- right. B- yeah, big chi- big trouble in Little China. Yes. Um, fantastic movie i mean what
0: <laughs> it sounded like you were about to say big chubby in little china
2: <laughs> that's what i thought you were about to i'm say. so
0: tired i'm getting
2: slap happy and you guys are just Good. following right along i'm really happy about yeah that. um big I, one of my favorite details of big trouble in little china is the actual rig yeah you do it does have a metal m because you hear him say like haul ass a lot of times and hey yeah. haul ass and there actually is a Little metal thing on the side of the truck that says hauling ass, yeah. And I thought that was one of the coolest little details in that movie. Um, you know, obviously, we, I think, am I wrong on this that Raiden from Mortal Kombat came from that the visuals of that film? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm it sure. looks just, I mean, I remember that's when I saw Mortal Kombat, the original, exactly the
1: same. One. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's the same exact character. Um, so it spawned that, um. Uh, just the whole mythology behind the film, and again, it's another one of those very colorful-looking movies to me. Like the, the characters are colorful. There's these great little, these great little comedy scenes. Like, oh, these guys speak English. Hey, who's this guy? You know, just <laughs> these great little scenes that make you crack up laughing. But there's this insane action going on, and very scary things happening too. Yeah, yeah, right? uh, yeah. Can't stand up. Good what are you about me. laughing about? We're thinking about We're thinking about Freaking s- Full Metal Jacket now. Just think We're, thinking jacket we're just thinking about Full Metal Jacket now All them great Freaking uh, songs He's done okay. He's done
3: <laughs> um, no, James Cameron Would really uh, Cement his Reputation As one of the top Action movie directors Of the 80's With Aliens 19- oh yeah, 86, aliens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: aliens was eighty six. See, I was I, I was afraid to, and I I didn't forget aliens in eighty six. It was one of the I didn't put it on this list because I'm like, man, we've really hit that so hard, so hard, so hard. However, you know what? You're right, Andrew. We should mention it. That's, that's I mean, because
0: that movie. is action through holy and crap. Through. Well, that's the action mm-hmm. movie in that yeah. franchise. That's yeah. the total
3: action movie. It takes the idea and the intensity of the Terminator and just just. Explodes it and really, uh, really overloads it much more than uh, than the Terminator did. Like the final scene where it's coming back again, you know. it's, it's yeah. So it's so much more unrelenting in Aliens.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I I can watch that movie over and over and over again. Yeah. Alien and Aliens and even Alien Three. They, I love though. I love all three of them. I, I know we did a full podcast on this, but yeah. I can easily say. Those three movies, I can watch them. Yeah. on repeat, like twice a year, They're I'll amazing. watch them all back to back. And even Prometheus, yeah, yes, Prometheus because Prometheus, film. I enjoy. I know everybody didn't like it as much as I did. I know it's a very uh, divisive film.
2: I'm gonna take a punch for this probably from Andrew, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the Covenant uh, Blu-ray when it comes out, and I'm gonna give it another chance. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, great. Thanks. We'll finger it for you. Thanks, Andrew. That feels really good. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a chance too. But yeah, Prometheus is fantastic. I'll do the fantastic.
3: fingering and you blow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: twice in one show.
3: <laughs> it's okay,
0: but I'll I'll buy it too, yeah. just uh, to have it, was, it. Yeah, and I want to see the stuff that was cut out because there's supposed to be a really there's cool a whole, scene. There's another half an hour of blown out. Well, out scenes. there was a scene they cut that was a battle between the Neomorph and the Xenomorph,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: why wasn't that in the movie? Why well, like, exactly?
3: all all the character development that they expect you to follow it just based on those teaser trailers and yeah you you need that in the movie cuz what if you know you're just a casual movie goer that wanted to see the new film you had to watch all those pre-release Little trailers things. to know who these characters are yeah. before seeing it we got to mention the Wraith
0: yeah the Wraith was pretty cool that was a great flick charlie sheen was in that right you got it um
2: ridiculous movie ridiculous yes. concept ridiculous plot that's what made it so cool uh ridiculous cars rid- i mean some really great wouldn't call them chase scenes race scenes right um
3: uh, yes. i just realized we missed something pretty big from 1985 what? which was what runaway train
2: oh yeah oh you mentioned yeah talk about that um, it's all
3: you it was probably the best canon film ever made at least in terms of quality in terms of uh Action set pieces. It's one of those uh, action films that has a very strong and complex character arc at the epicenter, and it just makes the intensity of the set pieces that much more uh, mm-hmm. hair raising and that much more impactful. Uh, performances by John Void and uh, Rebecca de Mornay. Rebecca de Mornay and uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all three are outstanding in the movie.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie, and you're you know you're stuck aboard this train the entire mm-hmm. film. Very claustrophobic,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: at the same time not because there's so much action taking place between cars and all that other stuff. Oh, it's how Snow
2: piercer feels now? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. more contemporary film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're bang through '87 here. Lethal Weapon, a given. You know, classic fun.
0: Dude, I've watched that movie so many times. Yeah, it's so a, many times. Uh, and and
2: one of the granddaddies, I guess, we, on this list is Predator. It's, yep. it's been mentioned a bunch of times without being mentioned even yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think um, the impact that movie that you talk about another one like we all were at the theater for that. It oh was yeah. such a huge film, and you know it didn't disappoint. I mean, there's some truly hard to watch shit in that movie, like the whole Jesse the body event. You know Jesse Ventura when they blow him. That whole when he gets shot, oh my god! I mean, I never saw anything that's that gory. I think in my life, Carl mm.
0: Weathers' death in that movie is yeah. brutal too. Which when death he's was shooting that? the guns and his arms. Oh yeah!
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, holy shit, dude! Yeah, he's got his arm gone. His arm's yeah. removed. Yeah, I mean, the, there's some other implied things like the
3: Indian. Yeah, movie. they find the. The bodies of the people skinned. Yeah. They're hung upside down. It's just their their bodies have no skin. That was another
0: them. one. We actually snuck in to see that. Like, we bought tickets for, like, Overboard or something. and went mm. into Predator. And, like, I, you know, what, 13 years old? What year was this? 87.
3: 87.
0: Yeah. So I was 13, and it was another one of these movies where it was like, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the, it was
2: so unique. I mean, the, the, the Yatcha. Yeah. That's what they actually call them. That the Predator, that's the race, is right. the Yatcha. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, nothing I'd ever seen like that. I, I felt the same way. I mean, and I guess that's why the fra- the, the two franchises are so closely related now. But I, it was the same look as, I mean, when we saw Alien for the first time. I was like, I've never seen anything that fucking disturbing looking, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think the Xenomorph... Will always be much more disturbing to look at. Mm. The Predator was much more for me, like, and more of an awe, like, holy crap, what, what a hell of a hunter! Like, this is a very, yeah. Let do me wrong. They scared that that very disturbing I, looking. I but... think
0: the difference between the two is that the Xenomorph basically exists in darkness, and you only see it when it's coming for you. Yeah. Whereas with the Predator, it exists in cloaking. But you can still see signs of that cloaking Mm -hmm. at times. But when it just appears, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's a teenager.
3: Yeah. (laughs) This was another science fiction action thriller with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it Mm -hmm. and the main creature in it designed by Stan Winston, who designed the Terminator and the Alien Queen and then would go on to design the Predator. I mean, the guy knew how to make iconic monsters Mm in science fiction action horror movies and those are three of the most memorable he's ever, oh, ever yeah. done for sure.
2: Last one I want to mention, eighty-seven is RoboCop. That's oh, another man. one of
3: those ones that had some imagery
2: that really screwed your head up. Um,
3: for, yeah, and for, an identif- per- identifiable personality that oh, God, was yeah. very uh, unique because yeah. it was sort of yeah. over the top, ultra-violent, indulgent comic, mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of cruel at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like the shoot the level oh. of violence and it is uh, there's there's a level of sadism well in, the premise is it. so
2: sad the premise itself is sad yeah I mean yeah, you know, yeah. how it how the movie starts is sad mm-hmm. um I was always the, the 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 toxic waste scene is always gonna be the one that screws me up. That whenever he, when the guy comes out of the top he gets thrown yeah. in that thing and comes out he's like, bleh,
1: bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> oh, my, oh my
2: god dude Jesus Christ that's yeah. the worst thing to look at dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> that's hard to watch, man. Um I,
0: I, we do need to bring up one other though. Yeah, yeah. The Running Man. Okay. I mean, Arnold one. Yeah. So he's got two awesome movies within one year Mm -hmm. and i mean the running man was very ahead of its time too Mm -hmm. richard dawson played the villain in that movie correct yeah Yeah. and i mean he was good he wasn't you know he hadn't acted in a very long time yeah Mm -hmm. but when he came back and played that character i was like damn dude Mm -hmm. you're one mean motherfucker (laughs) (sighs) seriously only
3: only (laughs) thing about the running man is that it, it it is based off of the you know Richard Steven. Bachman Stephen yeah, King novel, right. yeah. and it deviates almost completely from the source. Like and I, th-
2: the- I honestly, as much as I like the movie, I mean, I do like it, but I felt it just did fall a little flat. I mean, it was times, very yeah. bombastic, but I mean,
3: it- it's got his Arnold one-liners. And that's all right. Keep it. <laughs> Here's sub zero. No plane zero. <laughs> and it's loaded with those one-liners right and left, but. Yeah. But it would have been interesting to see if it actually... Someone remade it based on the source. Not remaking the Arrow movie, but remaking the novel.
0: You saw what happened with Total Recall,
3: right? Um, I actually haven't seen the remake of Total Recall yet. The
0: theatrical cut sucked. The director's cut is actually a lot better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the original still is the better one better
3: movie well it's very much same as robocop it's a very paul Verhoeven movie you yeah. can tell it's his personality mm-hmm. he, i mean he's, mm-hmm. it's got the sleaze factor it's got the ultra violence it's got the uh, the visual excitement and the and the confusion in the lead yeah. hero yeah and there's also the social satire i mean the commercials in robocop and uh, someone in total recall and very much so in starship yeah. troopers those yeah mm-hmm. Those commercials that they do in the beginning and end of the movie. There's something very... Uh, She's always got in. that
0: satire thrown in there, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Bloodsport. This is
2: 1988.
0: <laughs>
3: Classic. Oh, yeah.
0: Van Damme. This was his first real like starring movie, wasn't it? I think it was. Was this I'm, a
3: canon film?
0: I'm pretty sure it was. Bloodsport?
3: Yeah. I'm pretty it sure it was. I thought it was.
0: Um, this was kind of... Martial arts. Well, yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, this is a martial
2: arts film, Um, but what made it, I you know, I really think it classifies that again under this umbrella of '80s action is just the colorfulness of it again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you have all these really unique characters, um, which I think is what you know we base. I think Bloodsport's one of the films I think that may have influenced games like Street Fighter and games like Mortal Kombat because. If you look at those characters, they all have these unique characteristics. They have these unique fighting styles. Yeah. They all had their own style mm-hmm. of fighting, right? Uh, I think this movie really influenced a lot of stuff like that. Um, and it just, it looked really cool. I mean, it was some of the scenes in that movie were hard to watch too. People were really getting their heads kicked in. Yeah. They literally. Yeah. It was, it was hard to watch.
0: I haven't uh, seen this in a really, really long time. I have a copy at home. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. We have a copy of this. Um, and it's fun to watch. The, you know, it's got the guy, I, I don't know names, but the guy who played, uh, you know, played uh, from
0: Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking uh, about. I can't remember his name right now. Four. We're a terrible movie podcast. Yeah, we're a terrible hmm. movie. We don't know any names. We don't uh, know anything. We don't know Not shit. Not Curtis Armstrong?
3: Yeah. Not uh, no Anthony Edwards?
0: I don't know who the hell it I don't is. Know. I, love I can't him. remember.
3: But he's,
2: he, he plays, he kind of plays, he co-stars in the film. Uh, I love Bloodsport. I can watch that. It's, it's big, dumb fun, honestly. But at the same time, there is, a lot of, there is a lot of sophistication in the movie because these characters are all very complicated. Um, and they all, again, when they're in their fighting, they're all very unique
0: in their fighting styles. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is one of the best actors of his generation. Without
3: a doubt. <laughs> so Joking. So it's hard to believe that uh, John <laughs> McTiernan, the director of Predator, would actually top himself with his next movie, Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, what can you say bad about Die Hard? This movie was tailor
2: made for this genre.
3: Yeah. It's Every got a it. motherfucker. It's yeah.
2: massive. It's just so over the top. It Bruce made Don. What's that?
3: Bruce Willis being established as a formidable action star of the 80s.
2: Yeah. Coming out not too long. I think not too long out of Moonlighting, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Where, you know,
3: Bruce Willis,
2: funny guy.
0: One of these days, just side note, read a little bit about the history of Moonlighting. It's really, really interesting the shit that went on with that show. Mm -hmm. But back to Die Hard. Or him and Sybil getting it on. No, but Die damn, Hard, damn. you don't get an action movie. What's that, Liam? What's that, Liam? I said, damn. Damn. Damn.
2: <laughs> you're, you're bummed out like I am, Liam. Yeah. I know. I want to know <laughs> they were doing it. <laughs>
1: what
0: are <were> you saying? <laughs> no, I, Die Hard is another one of those movies that you can watch repeatedly, and it's another one of those movies that there's actual character development. Yeah. You care about the hero for once. He's not mm-hmm. just a throwaway, and those action sequences are just yeah. awesome Phen- phenomenal
3: yeah um i don't think he's barefoot the whole time too and yes he, he has to like really uh figure out a way through the broken glass and uh you know the pavement and at one point he's crawling through an air duct what's he say he now knows what it feels like to be a to be a tuna sandwich or something
1: <laughs> <I forget laughs> he
0: says. we did mention rambo three earlier yeah and, Hells. Yeah. A little over the top.
3: Yeah. A little it's too just, over the top, I should say. It's
0: way over the top. Some of the shit that goes on with those helicopters in the end and the dudes on horses, like fighting against tanks and helicopters. Yeah. It's just like, dude. And there's no way in hell, I don't care if John Rambo is like the greatest, strongest human being on the face of the planet, you don't survive that shit. It was basically making him Superman is what it was.
3: Well, it wasn't an interesting story either. I mean, you could could follow the stories of the first two and the fourth one. This one, I I couldn't follow what was going on. I knew that his main trainer was kidnapped and he was going to rescue him. And and I think it had the highest body count at the time for any uh, on-screen deaths. Until Rambo 4. Yeah
0: doing he's cutting those people down in the end of that movie i love it um there was another movie that came out around this time that's actually better than rambo 3 that starred Dolph lundgren red scorpion mm-hmm. where he plays a soldier who kind of goes behind enemy lines. i never saw that no. he's captured and then he ends up fighting with the enemy in the middle east mm-hmm. and it's got like a really good like political message you guys should check that one out it's a little bit cheesy but in spots. I Man, believe I it's a, it. I believe it's a canon film also, but it's pretty cool to see Dolph Lundgren, other than in The Punisher, mm. playing like a lead role, because he never plays a lead role. Yeah. You know? But yeah, Red Scorpion, check that one out too, for sure. It's a good 80s action flick, even okay, if it's a little for bit cheesy. Sure.
2: Uh, finally getting to 1989. We made it, guys.
0: We made it. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. Ghostbusters
2: 2. Yeah. A lot of people shit on this movie. I loved it. I think it's fun. I mean, yeah, the the, uh, the yeah, the plot's a little goofy.
3: Well, the big thing about it is the first film was shot like a horror film. It felt like it took place in the world of a horror movie, and you had these three characters that right. weren't in on the joke. They were just sort of laughing at the situation. and They were yeah. laughing at life. This new film was shot... Well, not the new film. It's 1989. It was shot like a rom-com, and it sounded like a rom-com. Yeah. So I, I didn't like that aspect of it. That's sort of why the new... Big part of the reason why the new one doesn't work.
0: I just don't even mention it to me. <laughs> Indiana I'm, Jones and the Last Crusade. I love this movie too.
3: I like this I movie too.
0: There's it. It another one. No, this movie's a lot. Dude, of fun. I'll be driving sometimes, and like people will be like driving slowly in front of me. I'll be like, Junior, what are you doing? Junior? <laughs> 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 I Sean, thought I lost you. That's really- that's one of the greatest scenes though ever. Is they think he goes off the cliff, and they're standing there like.
1: oh Oh my god
0: and he but walks up behind him <laughs> I think sean connery name. in that movie is yeah i mean it's classic sean connery he's in, doing zone. Sean he's in the connery zone he's and, in the zone and that that intermix between harrison ford being you know the younger archaeologist and his mm. dad being the old crotchety archaeologist and then you throw the hot german chick elsa in there mm. dude mm. You just you can't get anything better than this. I
2: like the idea of the film too, the concept. I mean, I just like the big ideas like that, and that dealt with a very big idea. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you know, the cup. Yeah. Right? Um, wear your cup. Wear your when cup. When you're doing wear your cup, you should always wear your cup. Yes. Um, um, protection. Beautiful film.
3: Batman came out in 1989, didn't it? Yes, it did. Tim Burton's Batman. Don't give a fuck about Batman.
2: That's why it's not on the list. But go ahead. It's all yours, Andrew.
3: Oh, I was just going to say that, uh, I mean, I don't know if that qualifies as action. Hell or... yes, it does. Because it' pretty amazing set pieces on that film. I mean, <clears throat> Anton first, the late Anton first, won the Academy Award for his production design. And the look of Gotham City in that film looks like no other before or since it, really. I mean, it really looked like, uh, like something out of Terry Gilliam's Brazil, which, again, was the same set designer.
0: Can I sidebar on this for a minute? Sure. No. Okay. So, Batman <laughs> was coming out, the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, 1989 film, mm-hmm. and Adam West just passed away, so this is kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was, like, going Batman crazy when that movie came out. I mean, everything was Batman t-shirts, hats, cups, Happy Meals, mm-hmm. dildos, condoms, the whole <laughs> deal. <laughs> Anyways. Batman <laughs> yeah, Batman plugs. Blockbuster. Really? Blockbuster over here at 13 and Gratiot was having a signing and Adam West was going to be there. Oh and my. I had just bought a big thick collection of Batman stories. It was like the greatest Batman stories ever told. So I went in there, and a lot of people don't know this, but Adam West during the 80s made a lot of like skin flicks mm-hmm. for like late night like Cinemax and yeah. stuff like that. So he w- he actually starred in Young Lady Chatterley's Lover Part 2. Huh. And when I, we got to the, we were in this huge line. I set my book down, waiting for him to sign it. And I'm like, man, you were awesome <laughs> in Young Lady and Chatterley's Lover Part 2. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> the tickets up. And then he laughed. <laughs> and then he's like, bye. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So.
2: Um, Leave the okay. Weapon 2 also
0: came out in 1989. That was. It was alright. Was I it? like Lethal Weapon 2. I think that it it still holds true to the franchise, mm-hmm. and it was almost as good as Part 1. I mean, later on, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon, around Part yeah. 4, starts yeah. to fall apart. But, yeah, Lethal Weapon 2 is still straight.
2: I'm just blowing this off for the final film we're going to talk about tonight, at least, at least on my list, because it's one of my all-time favorite films. Maybe my favorite film in this list here, as far as... The '80s action genre. Really? Oh, I fucking love Roadhouse. I think it's the most hysterical movie ever made, dude. It is. Some of those scenes where he's in the early, he just gets done drilling this chick all night long, and then the chick wakes up the next morning, and there he is, like doing friggin' like yoga and shit. Yeah. In the sunlight and the beautiful, yeah, the sunsets coming up, and there's there's Patrick Swayze, just cut up like a friggin' just a bronze statue there doing his yoga. Uh, this movie's so ridiculous. I love it. it. To me, it is one of the epitomes of like 80s action. And that was like
0: the Which, end of the 80s. They like, yeah. had to cap it off with they, Roadhouse. Yeah. You know? Roadhouse.
3: Well, actually, I don't know if you'd cap it off with Roadhouse or if you'd cap it off with uh, James Cameron's uh, fourth movie, The Abyss.
2: Oh. Holy shit. Was that action, though, really? Well, there's a lot of action. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: action. I love that. that.
3: That's another one of my favorite movies, too. I mean, I mean it was a science fiction action thriller, but it had some pretty death-defying uh, stunt work and I mean, it was up there with Blade Runner. as one of the most arduous shoots of all time. With Well, the yeah, yeah, they, nearly they, they shot it
2: in a nuclear reactor. Well, not a, not a nuclear reactor. They shot it in, the, in the, you know, the stack, basically. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot it took to get that darkness... And get get the it, get it the way it looked. Yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, there were, there was a lot of danger in filming. Well, that movie. You,
0: he brought Michael mm-hmm. Bean back, and he basically played an even harder military person than he mm-hmm. did in Aliens. But yeah, you definitely had action in that, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. visuals at the time. I mean, there's visuals now that don't look as good no, as the they did in the Abyss. Aliens right. in that
2: film. It's so. Heavenly looking, I guess, an- angelic looking.
0: And why don't we have this on Blu-ray yet?
3: Well, they're doing a wetgate scan of it. They are working on it currently. And a wetgate scan is a very time-consuming, expensive process. But it means it'll be worth the wait. They're doing. They're going to do it right.
2: I love The Abyss. It's a classic. Uh, not not as much of a classic as Roadhouse, in my opinion. No. Roadhouse <laughs> is the shit. It's a, be nice. Well, what happens if they get mean? Then don't be nice anymore.
0: I mean, here we are twenty. Be nice and no,
2: be nice until it's time not to be nice.
0: We're here twenty eight years right. later. Okay, and Sam Elliott still looks exactly the same as he did in Roadhouse. Yeah, seriously, a dude doesn't man. age. No, he was probably at the end of the Last Crusade. Like he snuck in after them and like drink from the chalice. He did. He, yeah. That's what happened in the eighties. That's 80s. what really happened. And <laughs>
2: Sam Elliott, yeah, he's yep. the savior of all mankind now. Hell yes, he is. He will save us all, but not tonight. <laughs> it's time for me to go to bed.
0: Yeah, me too. We've had to do I
2: think we went a little longer. We were supposed to go with this thing. No, no, we're all good. Well, why the fuck are you doing the thing with your throat? Then I wasn't. I was hand?
0: rubbing my chin.
2: Oh. Oh, you're doing. Yeah, oh, I, I can. Rub can rub I'm doing it again. again. We can actually hear. Yeah. You, you guys see him rubbing his chin? Yeah, cause you you're I see it. Yeah. They can see He's it. He's rubbing his chin. You know, we haven't really paid much attention to the camera. It's better here. than
0: rubbing something
2: else. I'm at a yeah. point where I feel buzzed now. I feel like I'm half in the bag. I'm I know. Me tired. too. I'm so wiped out. Um, Yeah. Hi, camera. Uh, this is my first time with the camera thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. I really
0: haven't really paid much attention to you hi, guys. Hi, camera. It's really only our second time. Is it? So, yeah. Hi. By hi. The third hi. or fourth time, we will definitely be like, school horse. Naked. I'll be in a bustier. Yeah. No, or yeah, Bustier. If you're going to be in a Bustier, I'm definitely Pushing coming. Pushing my man titties up. <laughs> mm. All right, everybody. This is episode 56 of Real Crime. We will see you next week.
2: Bye. Mama, and Pe- Mama. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com
3: nice w- yeah. and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.